0: Everybody, Welcome to Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 106 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be particularly useful to you in your long-term financial journey. Today, what we're going to talk about since we are coming up on the end of the year is a A topic that I don't know if many people are aware of, uh, and if you aren't and you have investments or you plan to have investments, you should understand this topic, and that is tax loss selling or otherwise just known as tax selling uh, that occurs towards the end of the year. And so you need to understand this topic, understand how it works, uh, and maybe it can benefit you and it can benefit your taxes uh, in this next year if done correctly. Before we get too far into it though, go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below as we go throughout this episode and I'd be glad to respond to anything that you leave down there. Uh, If you're listening on Apple or Spotify Podcasts, then just be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on each of those sites and that would be uh, very useful to me. And then if you like the content that I'm putting out on these long form episodes day after day, uh, then go check out my social media accounts at M-N-O- with Dylan, uh, and that's really good supplementary materials to these things that I'm putting out every day. Uh, so I think you guys would enjoy that. And then if you need somebody to help you walk through your financial life, you need somebody to help you create a plan that will work for you and something that you can just walk right down the steps, uh, then I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com, click on the Work with Dylan tab, and you can pick the financial coaching session type that would work best for you, and we can begin pushing towards your long term financial goals. Now then, the year is coming to an end. And when the year is coming to an end, you kind of want to kind of go down your checklist of everything that you may need to do financially before the end of the year, or the things that you may need to get together, or any actions that you may need to take. And that's really what I want this week to be about. It needs to be about all of the things that need to occur before the end of the year, or things that you need to be thinking about here as the end of the year approaches. And one of the things that you may need to do uh, before the end of this week is to go ahead and do tax loss selling or go ahead and do tax selling. Now, what is tax selling? Well, the idea is pretty basic. It's pretty straightforward. The idea of tax selling or tax loss selling is simply this. If you are to take a capital loss in a year, and we've talked about capital gains before, where the value of the assets that you own increase Uh, but a capital loss would be the opposite. It's the value of what you own decreasing. So if you're going to take a capital loss over the course of a year, then what you may need to do is you may need to sell the investments that you own that have taken a loss before the end of the year. And in doing so, that loss can be tax deductible to you on next year's taxes as you file them uh, by April. So Uh, you can get a tax deduction uh, for that loss, however big it may be. Uh, But the bigger the loss, the bigger the deduction, which can be really, really useful for a lot of us. Now, there are some caveats to all this, and I I plan on going through all that. Uh, But you can see the benefit in doing this. You can see the benefit in going ahead and selling uh, and getting that deduction. That way, uh, you can be better off on your taxes next year. But you must do it before the end of this year in order to get that deduction. Now, in order to get a Better idea of tax loss selling and exactly how this works and what it looks like. Let me give you a couple of examples and just really, really simple examples. That way you will understand uh, what goes on here. So let's say back in January, somebody were to have bought a share of stock at $100, right? The cost of that share was $100. And let's say that stock went up in value uh, by $10 and they're sitting. Uh, today with a $10 gain, a 10% gain, since it's, you know, you bought it at 100, you made a $10 gain, that's 10% gain. Uh, And let's say they sold that share of stock. Well, as we've talked about before, that would trigger short-term capital gains, which is nothing more than you having to pay when you file your taxes, income tax on the gain That you made. So in this case, it's just a $10 gain. And so let's say you're in the 25% federal tax bracket, then you would only have to pay $2.50 of the $10 gain. Uh, But you can see how that can be quite substantial eating into your gains um, in paying that short term capital gains rate. Now, let's say somebody would have bought a share at $100 last January, January of 2019, and held it until today and then decided to sell it. Well, since they held it for more than a year, then that same $10 gain that they may have made, um, they could sell. That would still trigger a tax event, but that tax event would not be uh, at the income tax rate, that tax event would be at the long term capital gains rate, which for most people is 15%. Check those brackets because uh, I believe for a married couple making less than 80000 or a single individual making less than 40000 then you pay zero. And then there's kind of a little bit of a stair step uh, effect there. On those capital gains rate, but most people are paying 15% on capital gains. And so you would see they would pay less. In this case, they would pay a $1.50 of that $10 gain in capital gains tax when they filed their taxes. Uh, and so that would be their tax liability there. Now, let's say that somebody bought uh, a stock, whether it be this year uh, or last year, doesn't matter when you bought it, Uh, But let's say you bought a particular stock and it has decreased in value by $10. So now it's only worth $90 instead of $100. It's only selling for $90 currently. Well, then what you can do, and this is tax loss selling here, you can sell that share of stock and you have taken a $10 loss. Well, now what you can do is you can deduct that $10 loss from your taxable income from this year. Now, you may say, okay, on a $10 loss, that's not a really big thing, but let's say you had $100,000 worth of a stock and it went down 10%, and so now you're sitting with a $10,000 loss. Well, you see how that could substantially impact your taxable income for this year, and so you would want to take advantage of that tax loss selling. Now, a couple of caveats of this tax loss selling that you need to understand. One, you can only do this if you are to sell, and then not take an identical or almost identical uh, position within 30 days. Now, if you were to take that identical position within 30 days, then they would call that a wash sale. That is what it's called by the IRS is a wash sale. And wash sales do not qualify for the tax deduction. And so you need to make sure that if you go ahead and sell, you have to know that you can't take that position back if you want to take that position back within 30 days or else you will not qualify for that tax deduction now in a similar way we must also understand that this only occurs for taxable investments okay so if you have an IRA in which you do buying and selling or uh, which you've just bought something and it has gone down in value then you cannot get this tax deduction from that IRA because the money in let's say a traditional IRA as we know is tax deferred, right? So you're deferring taxes. So that that particular buying and selling within it is not going to trigger a tax event. And then with a Roth IRA, we know that there is tax-free growth. uh, So still, we know that there is not going to be a taxable event because you would sell something at a loss within an IRA, uh, same goes for a 401k or any tax advantaged accounts. This is only for a taxable investment account, a taxable brokerage account in which this takes place. Now, um, some people have these, some people don't. So just understand that you cannot do this. You cannot take advantage of this particular caveat if it is not uh, some taxable investment account. That is a big, big key because we know we also don't pay taxes on the gains that we realize within IRAs, 401ks, things like that, uh, things like the tax advantaged accounts. Uh, But we do when it comes to the taxable investment accounts. So just beware the type of accounts that you have uh, to know if you can take advantage of this deduction or not. Uh, Some people will be able to, a lot of people won't. Uh, But even if you won't, it's good to know this because if you do end up having some type of taxable brokerage in the future, then you can go ahead and take advantage of this deduction if, in fact, it comes into play for you. Now, obviously, the reason that I'm bringing this up is that if you are to do this, if you are to uh, harvest your tax losses, right, if you are to sell and realize a tax loss, it has to be done by December 31st. It has to be done uh, before the new year or else that tax deduction will not count on this year's taxable income. It will only count on next year's if you were to realize it in 2021. Now there is another bit of information that you need to have about tax loss selling, and that is the limit on the tax deduction that you can take based on the loss. Now, what the rule states is that investors are allowed to claim only a limited amount of losses on their taxes in a given year. You're allowed up to three thousand dollars per year to offset taxable income, uh, fifteen hundred if you are married and filing separately. Uh, but per year. Now, if you've had a particularly bad year, then don't fret. What you can do is you can use the overages to offset any capital gains Moving forward, uh, and that can offset capital gains into the future until the total amount of the loss is used up, which can be extremely useful for you. It can be an extremely big deal, Uh, but you need to make sure um, in this particular case that you do work with a tax professional to make sure uh, that you get the tax deduction that you need to get in the years moving forward, and that somebody can help you to keep up with that particular tax loss that you're going to be dealing with. Now, that is important to note, though, that we are not able to roll over a deduction on our income after the first year, right? We are limited on that first year. But then after that, we're able to take down capital gains. So uh, in a similar way, what ends up happening is uh, you'll get a, a deduction on your income up to that Uh, that upper limit, that $3,000 amount for this year. And then what you'll end up with is it will take down any capital gains that you have this year um, down to zero. But the thing is there is if your losses outweighed your capital gain for the year, then what you would end up having Uh, is a rollover of that capital loss into the next year. And it would keep taking from your capital gain that particular year. And you would say, well, you know, your investments aren't doing very good if you're, you know, having to roll over these losses and, you know, your losses are outweighing your gains and all these types of things. Well, this could very well happen. It could very well happen that, let's say, one particular stock or ETF that you own uh, had a particularly bad year. And uh, the rest of the things that you owned had really, really good years. And so maybe that loss you know, will go ahead and just cover some of your capital gains this year. But what you can also think about is let's say you just held those other things that you own that were doing particularly well and you didn't do any selling of that. Well, there would be no realized capital gains in that place. And given that there's no realized capital gains to offset, uh, then it would be very, very easy for the loss to roll over to the next year uh, and any capital gains that you may realize that next year can be taken care of. of at that time Uh, but for now as long as you aren't selling anything else at a gain there's no gains to offset um, and so this is a this is a really really useful thing, as you can see that you can offset capital gains uh, because you know people are looking for any chance that they can to be able to offset gains in the future, and this is a particular strategy that wealthy people do take advantage of. They do take advantage of this because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take advantage of something where something that you own hasn't done particularly well? You can take a thirty day hiatus from that particular ownership. Uh, and be able to, you know, either get into something else or wait 30 days and take the identical position. Uh, And so this is a really, really useful idea. Now, as you can see, it could be particularly difficult for certain types of investors. So let me jump into that. If you are an index investor, if you are somebody who buys index funds and buys index ETFs and keeps a certain allocation, you really shouldn't be ever doing tax loss selling. Tax loss selling would not make a lot of sense for you because if you are trying to maintain a certain allocation, and let's say some of your ETFs haven't done too good uh, in a particular year that you own them or whatever it may be, maybe you're holding one at a loss, uh, then unless you're going to invest in some other type of ETF or some other type of mutual fund that you own, it's gonna be particularly difficult and a little weird to try to pull off a tax loss sell in this particular way. Now, it can be done, obviously, but you'd be sitting with a lot of unused cash if you're not going to just reallocate into something different or an almost identical position, which is likely what you would end up doing anyway. And so for index investors or just uh, passive mutual fund investors or passive ETF investors, then it wouldn't be particularly useful to try to take advantage of this. This is useful for individuals who get into particular securities uh, like stocks, like individual bonds, like things like that, that they end up buying and selling a little bit more, uh, or they buy and end up seeing one go down substantially, and then they can take advantage of the tax deduction. And for instance, if you're invested in the S&P 500, if you are an index investor and you're invested in the S&P 500 this year, I mean, year to date, the S&P 500 is up almost 14%. And so There will be no tax loss selling for that unless you were to have bought at a bad time and you're gonna sell at a bad time. But given that we're at about all-time highs, uh, there's really not much of a a way that you could have a tax loss in this particular case. Now, you must also be aware of this. Now, this is something that I wanna make extremely clear because I don't want any of you to be confused about this particular point. I'm saying that you can sell if the investment has taken an overall loss. So I'm not saying just if an investment is down for this year that you can take advantage of this tax loss selling. You can only take advantage of it if the investment as a whole has taken a loss. And obviously any of The brokerage companies that you could be using will show you this on your online portals or on your statements, what your cost basis was, meaning uh, what's the amount that you purchased it for, and then what the current market value is, and uh, they'll likely show you a gain or a loss, and only if you see a loss will you be able to take advantage of the tax loss selling because a lot of people are investing for the long term. A lot of people are holding mutual funds and ETFs for the long term. A lot of people are holding stocks for the long term. And, uh, you know, we know that over the long term, the stock market has been a winning game. And if you've held things for a long time and they've made a lot of gains and all these types of things, and then you see for this particular year, uh, a stock has gone down or a mutual fund has gone down or an ETF has gone down, then this does not apply to you in most cases because only if that loss for this year takes away all of the gains that you've had previously and brings the value of the particular shares that you own or of the particular investment you own into the negative compared to where you purchased it, then will you be able to tax loss sell. Otherwise, uh, you just had a bad year. You just had a negative year. You cannot tax loss sell off of that because your cost basis will still be below what the particular market value of the shares are and so that's the key that's a big big key that you need to pay attention to is that you have to make sure that that cost basis stays below that market price uh, or else you're going to end up selling and getting no deduction or not getting the deduction that you think that you were going to get Uh, because it's not just based around a year it's not just based around in one year what happened because like i told you earlier you could have bought january of 2019 and it gone down from that point to today. But let's say January 2019, you bought a stock for 100 and it went up to 120 during 2019 and you continue to hold it. And let's say it went down to uh, 90 at the end of this year. Well, yes, then you could tax loss sell because from the point that you bought it, it has gone down in value. But if it were to go up to 120 and only come back down to 105 at the end of this year, then you would still be at a $5 gain from the point that you bought it. So there would be no tax loss selling in that place. And so that's something you really have to pay attention to. You really have to be keen on uh, because this can be a great deduction for you. It can be a great help for you. But you really need to make sure that you are selling things that have gone down in value from the time that you purchased them, not just gone down in value over the course of this year. Now, something that a lot of you need to make sure that you do, if you take advantage of this tax loss selling, is that when you are to sell, whatever it is, right, because we've talked about if you are to sell, then you can't take an almost identical position or an identical position uh, for the next 30 days. And so during that 30 days, that's a whole month, right? We don't want to miss out on a month with some cash that we have there. And so we need to make sure that once we do this selling and we get this cash in our account that we can use Right, then find something better to invest in. Find something good to invest in that you can keep your money moving for that particular time period. If you are going to take that position back, a lot of people aren't going to take positions back that they've been incurring losses on. Um, now, a lot of people will. Uh, you know, on the other hand, a lot of people will want to take those positions back, and that's perfectly fine as well. Uh, But the whole key is you want to keep your money working. You don't want to just sit money on the sideline because you did this tax loss selling. You want to take that money and actually continue putting it to work, whether it is in another stock, an ETF, an index fund, a mutual fund, whatever it may be keep that money moving, keep that money growing. Don't just set it on the sideline and just let it sit there. That's not gonna be of any use to you. Uh, Make sure that you keep it moving. And if you're just done with whatever you sold, then that's perfectly fine. Now let's work on finding investments that are going to increase in value over the long term uh, and put our money into that. Now that brings up another point that you may want to consider as well. And that is, let's say that you're somebody who, you do your research, you're investing in individual stocks, you believe that this stock has good long-term value, uh, but you've just taken a loss. Let's say you just bought something back in October, right? And let's say since then you've taken a loss on that stock and maybe it's a substantial loss, maybe not, uh, but this kind of goes back to the fact that you know, if it's not substantial enough, then you may not want to uh, take advantage of this particular deduction uh, because you know you can't take that position back extremely quickly. And so you need to make sure that if you are going to sell something, because I know many of you may watch this and then go, oh, I need to scour my portfolio for things that I want to sell. Uh, That's fine. Look for things that you may want to sell to get this deduction, but don't sell just for the deduction because you may end up missing out on the upside of a particular investment. Uh, You may be selling something that is a good investment. You may be selling something that over the next month can increase in value, buy a lot. And you know you may be selling something that is quite volatile. It may have dropped quite a bit but it may also take off upward for a while. So you need to make sure uh, that whatever you're selling you are willing to go without it. That it is worth your time to go ahead and sell it and it's worth your money to go ahead and sell it and reinvest that money elsewhere because you don't just want to sell losers for the sake of selling losers. Uh, You want to sell losers for the sake of them not ever becoming winners. Uh, Because if you don't think that they will become a winner, then it makes plenty of sense to go ahead and sell a particular type of investment. But it's a lot more difficult if you think you're holding a winner, you've just had this loss on this winner, uh, then it's a lot more difficult to rationalize that selling. Um, So you understand that there are a lot of things to consider when you're doing tax loss selling. This is not a binary decision of have I gained or have I lost on a particular investment. This is a decision of, okay, okay. I may have had this loss, but how, you know, how much do I believe in this investment? Uh, what type of investment is it? What type of account am I holding this investment in? Can I wait 30 days to take that position back or do I want to continue holding this position? Uh, you know all of these things you have to take into account, uh, and so there's a lot of good resources out there that tell you how to effectively tax loss sell. I hope I have given you a lot of those good ideas today, but keep a lot of these things in mind. Also, keep in mind that I am not a tax professional. Work with a tax professional, and they can help you to get your tax loss selling right. Now, also don't listen to a tax professional that is trying to get you to sell everything that has been at a loss of any size just so you can get all the tax deductions that you can get. Uh, That is not the best approach either. There needs to be a more holistic, a more uh, investment-based approach to saying, okay, we still know that we can't repurchase these things for a whole month if we go ahead and tax loss sell. And you have to understand that the deduction that you get is just decreasing your taxable income by a certain amount. And then the offset of capital gains that you get later, uh, all this is doing is this is decreasing your tax bill by whatever percentage you're having to pay from the particular gains that you've had uh, or of the income that you have had. Uh, Bear in mind that if you get a $10,000 tax deduction, that does not mean that you save $10,000 on your taxes. That means that if you're in a 25% tax bracket, you save $2,500 on your taxes. Uh, so just be aware of those things, be aware of the impact that it's going to have on your money. And then you may think, okay, this $10,000 tax deduction, do, do I think that I can make, you know, $2,500 on this stock over the next month based on how much you may hold or whatever it may be. And if your answer is maybe so, uh, then maybe it is not worth your time and effort to be doing this type of tax loss selling with that particular investment. But this is something you definitely need to keep in mind because I want you guys to be as efficient in minimizing your taxes as possible. Uh, And this is a way that you can do that. This is a way that you can legally do this. This is a way that is done all of the time uh, by the wealthy, by the middle class, by anybody who owns investments. This is done. This is done all of the time. Uh, So you need to make sure that you understand the rules. You need to make sure that you understand the guidelines that I have laid before you today. That way you will be able to look at your investment portfolio, look at the type of investments that you have, look at the gains, the losses, whatever it may be, and determine if you can take advantage of some selling that would help you on next year's taxes and not hold you back in your long-term investing life. Because that's what we want to make sure that we are not sacrificing in this case. We wanna make sure we are not sacrificing long-term growth by selling. We wanna make sure that we are keeping with the idea of long-term growth, just taking some short-term help on taxes uh, that is not going to impact our long-term ability to build wealth. So be sure to keep this in mind and make sure that you do it before the end of this week because we all know that Friday is January 1st. So make sure that you do it uh, by Thursday if you are going to do it. And you may be able to take advantage of some of these deductions uh, that some people just don't know that they can take advantage of. Hey guys, thanks for watching this video. If you could, go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback or leave any questions you may have about tax loss selling in the comments below and I'll be sure to get back to you. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, then be sure to leave me a review and always be subscribing to Uh, those particular platforms. Uh, If you would like, follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. That's really good supplementary materials to the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes. And then if you need somebody to help you walk through your long-term financial life, if you need somebody to help you create a plan that would work specifically for you and your family, then I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the work with Dylan tab, and we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about evaluating your investments at year end and determining if one year of investment returns or five year of investment returns or 10 years of investment returns tell us anything about the type of investments we have and whether or not it could force us into making any decisions about whether or not we want to move on from a certain investment or not. And so we will talk about that in tomorrow's episode. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.